Hello, 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 and welcome to the Timelines Project, a podcast all about the lore and story of Magic the Gathering, a very fun and interactive trading card game. If you're new, welcome. If you're not, welcome back. Today is a recap summary episode for any newcomers so they can catch up on what's happened so far. If you've already listened to episode 5 and 7, then you'll have to wait for next week, which is Time Streams Part 1. So, now without further ado, let's get started with the topic for today, Planeswalker by Lynn Abbey. Before we start, I'm going to set up the story a bit and explain a few things, because I just jump right into the story, so you have to kind of know what's going on. Planeswalker is about Urza, one of the brothers from the Brothers' War. But because Urza is a planeswalker with essentially limitless power, the story is told from the perspective of his companion, Xantia. Xantia comes from Phyrexia, a metal hell, and the Phyrexians were a part of the Brothers' War. Uh, For more details on the Brothers' War, I suggest you go listen to episodes 1 and 3 of the podcast. Uh, One more thing, planeswalker is split into two parts, the present and flashbacks. Normally, these two would be back and forth, one chapter in the present, the next a flashback. But for today's episode, I have separated them out, so I'm going to start with the flashbacks and just lead right into the present. So it's it's chronologically one event after the other. The flashbacks are about Xantia's origins, so let's get started for real this time. Xantia is a Phyrexian newt, which are humans created by complete Phyrexians and then later become complete Phyrexians themselves. Newts are born out of vats of flesh, blood, and oil. Xantia emerged out of one such vat onto the fourth sphere of Phyrexia. Phyrexia is composed of nine spheres, or shells, with the first sphere being the largest and the ninth the smallest. Xantia stayed on the fourth sphere for a long time, learning with the other newts. One by one, the other newts became complete Phyrexians, but not Xantia. She would be a sleeper agent. Sleeper agents were Phyrexians who went to other worlds and posed as humans so they could learn if the world was suitable for Phyrexian occupation. Xantia was taken to the first sphere so that she could learn how to farm and better blend in. One day, Xantia was called to watch the excoriation of the demon Gix. Gix had failed to reclaim the Power Stones from Urza and Mishra, the two brothers of the Brothers' War, so he was being punished. Xantra was one of Gix's special newts, so she was being punished too, just for being associated with him. She was sent to work in various dangerous places all over Phyrexia, but those jobs failed to kill her, so the Phyrexians decided to make Xantra a Dodger, which is essentially a bomb diffuser. She would go out with the artifact extraction teams and make sure that the artifacts that they were extracting were safe and wouldn't kill anyone. Xantia had a knack for not dying and quickly rose through the ranks. This drew some negative attention from the other lesser Phyrexians, who were jealous, and one day they attacked her, then left her for dead when it started to rain, because lesser Phyrexians rust in the rain. This is where Ursa found her, tied up on a hill. He took her to a safe place he had created in the Blind Eternities, which is the space in between planes. After Xantra properly recovered, Urza made her a magical device that Xantra would swallow. 
it would merge with her stomach, and whenever she said the activation rhyme, it would form Blind Eternity's resistant armor around her so that she could travel with Urza. Their first stop was a lifeless plane where Urza was building a giant dragon war machine to destroy Phyrexia. I believe I incorrectly called it uh, Folotos in a previous episode. That is not the name of the dragon, so if you are listening from those other episodes, I was wrong there. Urza and Xantra returned to the world where Urza had found Xantra to await the Phyrexians' return. Many years passed, and the Phyrexians did finally return. Urza left Xantra behind while he briefly traveled to Phyrexia through their portal, then returned and took his dragon war machine to destroy Phyrexia. Xantra followed Urza using the Phyrexians' portal, which was still there. She emerged onto the fourth sphere of Phyrexia as Urza ripped through the third sphere and emerged into the fourth. Powerful though Urza was, he was eventually overwhelmed by the Phyrexians, and he and Xantra barely made it out alive. They traveled through many worlds until they finally found one where they could be safe. Many years passed, and Xantra was on a trip exploring the world when she encountered Phyrexians again. Urza and she fled the world and were pursued by the Phyrexians. They finally caught up with them, and Urza and Xantra were ambushed. Urza turned into a pillar of light and knocked Xantra unconscious. When she awoke, she was lying in a field with a woman named Sosina. Sosina told her that she was in Sarah's realm, and Urza was with Sarah. Xantra was Phyrexian, and her essence was black mana, which isn't compatible with Sarah's realm, which is primarily white mana. Xantra summoned Urza's armor, but that was also a mistake, because it was also black mana based. Archangels came to kill Xantra with a super mega death laser called the Aegeus, because she had summoned something with black mana. Out of nowhere, Sarah showed up and stopped the Archangels right before they were about to kill Xantra and Susina. Sarah took Xantra and Susina back to her floating palace. Susina had been badly burned by the Aegeus and was taken away to be healed. Xantra met with Urza, who introduced her to Sarah. Sarah was a planeswalker like Urza, and she did not like Xantra. She tried to convince Urza to abandon Xantra and stay with her instead. But in the end, Urza left with Xantia. After leaving Sarah's realm, Urza decided to head for a plane at the edge of time called Equilor, in hopes that the people there could tell him where the Phyrexians originally came from. After decades of travel, they finally arrived at Equilor. The Equilorians didn't know where the Phyrexians came from, but that didn't matter to Urza because he realized how powerful they could be if only they had a strong leader. However, the Equilorians didn't want power and decided that Urza had to leave. They told him that his homeworld, Dominaria, wasn't safe, and he should really go check on it. Urza and Xantra departed from Equilor, and in 3210 AR, Xantra stood on Dominarian soil for the first time. AR stands for Argivian Reckoning, by the way, it's the way the Dominarians tell time. Zero AR is the birth of Urza. So, yeah. Skip forward a couple centuries, and we're now in the present. Urza and Xantra are living in a cabin on the western half of the Teresier Isles. After 3,000 years of life, Urza was a little unhinged. 
and he blamed himself for Mishra's Phyrexianization during the Brothers' War. Mishra is his brother. Urza's madness serves as the main conflict of Planeswalker. Xandra must find a way to help Urza get over his guilt so he can protect Dominaria from the ever-looming Phyrexian menace. Let me remind you that the Phyrexians are machine demons from a world called Phyrexia, and they want to invade Dominaria. Xandra decided that the best way for Urza to get over his guilt is to face it head-on and talk to Mishra. One problem, Mishra's dead. So, Xandra decided to trick Urza by getting someone to, who looked like Mishra to pretend to be Mishra so Urza could apologize or something. Simple enough. Xandra distracted Urza, then summoned a magic flying bubble and flew off to the country of Efuin Pinkar, where she hoped to find someone who looked and acted like Mishra. Side note, Xandra made the bubble the same way she made the blind attorney's armor. She just tweaked the magic words so that the bubble would form instead of armor. Xandra traveled through Pinkar, stopping in many villages along the way. In one such village, she saw a slave who she thought would fit the Mishra description pretty well. So Xandra bought him. His name was Ratape, Rat for short. At first, he didn't believe Xandra when she told him about Urza, but he was convinced after a few rides in Xandra's magic flying bubble. Xandra and Rat finally arrived at the cottage where Urza and Xandra lived. Urza believed that Rat really was his brother, back from the dead, and was thrilled to see him. A few months passed, and Urza's madness began to fade, and he was starting to make plans to deal with the ever-looming Phyrexian menace. Xandra and Rat had decided to take a trip back to Pinkar. While they were in Pinkar City, the capital of Pinkar, Rat saw six cloaked figures sneaking off into the dark. They decided to check it out, and discovered the cloaked men were opening a portal to Phyrexia. Xandra tried to stop them, but it was too late, and a Phyrexian juggernaut emerged from the portal and attacked Xandra. While it was distracted, Rat blew it up with a portable mortar Urza had given him. Urza arrived not too long after and destroyed the portal. When Xandra and Rat returned to the cottage, Urza greeted them and told them of his plan to remove the Phyrexians from the continent. He had devised a device that, when triggered, would send out sound waves that would vibrate the molecules of glistening oil and cause Phyrexians to combust. Glistening oil, for those who don't know, is the lifeblood of Phyrexians. Instead of blood, Phyrexian veins contain glistening oil. Urza's device was small and could stick to walls, so Urza called it a screaming spider. The spider's power source were small white mana crystals. Dominaria has two moons. The smaller of the two is called the Null Moon, which is a conduit for white mana, and at its zenith, the flow of white mana would be strong enough to power all Phyrexians across western Teresiere. Xandra and Urza began placing spiders in every village, town, and city on the continent, while Rat stayed behind and made more spiders. After many months of placing, Urza decided to give his two companions a break, and told them he would finish up the last little bit by himself. Rat convinced Xantra to take him to Koilos, the ancient city of the Thram. Xantra agreed, and four and a half days later, they were in Koilos. While Rat explored the ruins, Xantra stayed on the cliffs overlooking Koilos. 
There, she discovered an ancient monolith detailing the history of the Thran and the Phyrexians. Urza had spent centuries looking for the home of the Phyrexians, centuries wasted. According to the monolith, the Phyrexians were from Dominaria. They had originally been Thran before they became machine demons. The Thran had managed to force them out, but in the process had destroyed themselves, leaving nothing but the desert behind. Sancha and Rat returned to the cottage. Seventeen days later, they were back in Pinkar City. Urza had dropped them off there for the Festival of Fruits, a summer solstice holiday in Pinkar. It also happened to coincide with the zenith of the Null Moon. Xantra and Rat got a room in an inn and waited for the Null Moon to activate. They didn't have to wait long. As the zenith approached, the spiders began to activate. Many Phyrexians collapsed. Those who were strong enough still clutched their heads in agony. Xantra was unaffected because of Urza's armor. The sound died down, and Xantra thought it was over. And that is when the Null Moon reached its zenith. Every Phyrexian on Western Teresier exploded. Even Xantra, protected though she was, was knocked over by the sound. The noise died down, and at the worst time possible, Gix, the Phyrexian demon, the same Gix who Xantra watched excoriated, returned to Dominaria. He emerged out of the darkness, copper-green skin, muscles of wires and cables. Set in his forehead was a giant red gem. From this gem emerged rays of red light that swept the city like searchlights. Just as equally out of nowhere, Urza appeared, and Gix and he fought. Urza summoned a dragon of light and chased Gix out of the city. He then returned to where Xantia and Rat stood. The three of them pursued Gix to Koilus. It's epic final battle time. Urza descended into the depths of Koilus to face Gix. After each testing each other's defenses, it came down to a battle of wills. A battle that Urza was losing. Rat saw that Urza was going to be defeated, and if they didn't do something, Dominaria was doomed. Together, Rat and Xantra distracted Gix long enough for Urza to defeat Gix, but Xantra and Rat were incinerated in the process. Urza was once again alone, but Dominaria's future was bright because its greatest defender had returned. The End This has been a short recap of Planeswalker. I'm sorry if there's some background noise. It is super hot where I am, and I have a fan going so that I don't overheat. Next week will be time streams, so stick around for that. Anyway, that's all folks, and I'll see you next week.